forks up. Forks up. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Building Greatness the Warrior Way, a Westcliff University Athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. Well, hey, Sean, we're back for another exciting show. We've got two guys talking sports today. How you I'm doing? Doing great. What about you? You know, I couldn't be better, thanks. Anytime I ask you how you're doing, you you always seem to be doing hey, great. Hey, only way to go. Hey, we're on the, <laughs> okay. we on the right side of dirt this morning. I always say that. You know what? I'm happy being on this side of the grass, always. Um, hey, uh, I got an interesting topic today. And, uh, you know, there's so much going on in the world of sports. Even through the middle of this pandemic, we're pushing on. Things are getting better. Uh, contracts are being signed. Fans are slowly returning uh, to arenas and uh, you know baseball is going to be in full swing here in just a little bit Uh, basketball obviously is going and and so things I don't want to say are normal you know but they're sort of returning to uh, what we hoped it would be and with that uh, I want to go over a couple of quick things you know I've got some uh, did you know uh, and and the topic for today is records made not to be broken. Uh, you know, normally they say records are made to be broken, but I think in our lifetime there are plenty of records that will not be broken. And I'll go over a couple of those with you, and I want to see what hey, you think in a variety of sports. Hey, I know one of them right off the bat. You know, me dominating you every day on this podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. You know. Yes, we're not even a minute into the podcast, I'm just and you're already and you're already giving me I'm, grief. Normally, we wait till the end of the podcast I'm just for saying, that. But I okay. Mean, okay, that's a captain okay. obvious. But we'll have to we'll have to put that one on the list. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is what it's going to be for an hour. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready to rock. I tell you what, let me let me go over a couple of did you knows or stump shots. Um, uh, the, you know, I've got a list of some great sports stuff. Uh, John Isner and Nicholas Mahout in 2011 played 183 games over a three-day period at Wimbledon. And what made that amazing, and I remember seeing some of it on television, and this is a shout-out to Ross Duncan, our tennis coach, uh, the fifth set. Now, you know, sets are normally 6-4, right. 7-6. Some of them are longer. But their fifth set went... 138 games just by itself, with Isner winning 70 to 68. I, that's a that's a record. I don't. I, the the next closest I think was was something like 26 to 24. Yeah, it was, that, that was ridiculous. I mean, Un, unbelievable. That's insane. The first thing I think about is like, damn, they got some cardio. <laughs> like, yes, you know, but it it took three days. They ran out of right, light. But you know, like the <laughs> mental preparation to get up and do it again and do it again and do it again. And, um, yeah, that's you know to stay yeah. locked in because you know we always talk about that, right? Being locked in, mm-hmm. man. Both of them right. being locked in is crazy. Yeah, and you know you you mentioned something earlier in a discussion that we had that you said mental preparedness is the yes. key. Yes, yeah, so you you have to get game ready and stay locked in, and and what they do to prepare their bodies is one thing, but to do it over and over again 
in the same match with the same opponent, it's crazy. It's yeah, a, it's a different uh, the vibe. Moment, you there. Got, it's a different vibe there. And and you know what they didn't say? This was not a final or a semifinal. It was just in the middle. Uh, I think it was match number three, and the winner, which eventually was uh, Isner. Had to get back out there and play the next but opponent. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, the recovery is crazy, right? Because, yeah. you know, nobody, you know, everybody says, hey, you know, we don't quit, right? I'd rather die than quit, right? You hear that from athletes all the time. But both of these gentlemen did not want to quit. They showed it. No, well, yeah. I, I mean, you've, you've got to. I wonder in the middle of something like that, if they realized the enormity of the impact that they were going to have on their sport. You know, because I remember back, you know, this was 10 years yeah. ago already. Wow. I remember, yeah, I remember the talk on the, on radio and on television and all the rhetoric going on about it because, uh, you know, we had never seen anything like that. Not even close. I mean, had they broken the record by a little bit, okay, you could celebrate that. But this was more than twice. Than, this was about three times the next closest set of games. And it just, <laughs> they had to leave the court and they had to come back. They took norm- numerous breaks. Uh, one of them almost ran out of rackets. They, they had strings break. It was just one of those crazy I mean, games you know, that we, we've never seen. I was going to ask you, because, you know, after you just going at it, going at it like that, right? You know, number two comes up, right? Hold on. What do mm-hmm. you do? Yeah. What do you uh, do? Okay. All right. What you, you know do? what? Hold That's, on. I didn't, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Hold <okay>. on, baby. <laughs> number two? You oh know what I'm saying? Goodness. Don't get the BGs, the bubble guts out there in the middle of this thing. You know? And you're looking across there, you're like, hold on. At some point, you realize it's history, and you're like, I don't want to be on the wrong side of it. Right? So yeah, who, who's going to blink first? It's almost like a staring contest. Who's going to blink oh, first? Right? And you got number two. Can you imagine that? You trying to hold that bad boy? Man, that's crazy. Oh, my crazy. gosh. I, I, you know I, what? I, I wasn't go going there. there. But hey. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm just thinking, man. You know, hey. Okay, okay. All right. You know that that's kind of funny the because body works, man. Uh, regardless if the mind does or not, things happen. That, that's true. But you know something? I'm going to reference an older uh, podcast that we did, and I it, one of our did you knows was you know that major league umpires have to wear black underwear in case they split mm-hmm. their pants. And do you remember what mm-hmm. you said? Yeah, it was a similar mm-hmm. thing in case they had a boo-boo. That yeah. was you. Yeah, you. So you've been there man, before I'm and you took you, us there it again. Is nothing wrong. Man, listen, I, I remember football. You know, you don't want to leave, right? You don't want to go, right? You don't want to get out. Like, right. What player, you know, you know, coach, want to tap their own jersey and say, pull me out? Not when mm, you know the nobody. next person behind you. Now, tennis is a little different, but the world is looking, right? At this point. You know, at some point, I believe all the writers probably just gathered around. It was the story. So what yeah. do you do at that point? Yeah, you know, I, I I know players, people with whom I have played on the field in baseball who sat through an entire game uh, wet mm-hmm. because they just they couldn't leave. They couldn't hold it. Right. And, and yeah, it, you know what? It's one of those Coach, sad realities of the boo-boo. game. What you going to do? Yeah, exactly. That don't sound too good. <laughs> Can you wait till halftime? Well, you know, not all sports have right. halftimes. So, and in tennis, yeah. I guess you're so looking you're at your box, there. putting up number two, you know, could we somebody oh get the attention? How do, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not as well versed in the in the rules of tennis if you're allowed to call a timeout to go all do I that. All I know is you just run off. That's what you do. 
you just yeah yeah <laughs> what can they do you know, without you you, you know, just run off they're you gonna just hope nothing follows you behind you you know when you run off it's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, the visual no you know what i can't get that out of my head <laughs> i can't unsee that thanks for starting my I'm day like that saying, that's man. uh yeah, I know. Nothing I know. worse than hey. that. Your your pregame diet better be right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That could yeah, and that can happen in any Man. sport. Any sport. Yeah. Now, hey, I got a track and field one for you as well. And uh, here's another one, uh, a record I don't think is going to be broken. You know, in 1968, Bob Beeman set the long jump record, and uh, 29 feet two and a half inches, and it stood until 1991. And whenever you ask anyone who holds the record for the long jump, the name Carl Lewis comes up, and you know what? He may have been the greatest athlete of all time, or one right. of them, because yeah, it just just unbelievable. I was fortunate enough to see him live uh, at the '84 wow. Olympics, but yeah, I was lucky I was there. But in 1991 at the World Championships, a fellow named Mike Powell, yeah. and people forget him. Mike yeah, Powell. I forgot about exactly. Mike Powell. Broke the record. He holds the record at 29 feet four and one quarter That's inches. That's crazy, and. Yeah, and it's been 30 years. And, you know, shout out to our track and field coaches, Pam Marshall, Latroy Franklin, and, and there are others. Uh, but, you know, that's one of those I don't – and the, the interesting thing is over the next 30 years between then and now, the next closest was still a foot and a half short of that record. I, I don't see anybody jumping over 29 feet. Now, Carl Lewis at those world championships had the greatest set. Of jumps, he had four jumps that were over twenty nine feet, but like twenty nine and one inch. Oh, unbelievable! Yeah. And he and his speed was just amazing as well. And he did it cleanly because you know the big story was Ben Johnson yeah. back then, who was blowing everybody away, but he was on steroids, and so you know Carl Lewis never was, and so uh, you know it just. But a record like that, I mean, Bob Beeman, Bob Beeman's 68 Olympic record would have won the 2012 Olympics by almost two feet. It just so nobody Crazy. is jumping that far anymore. I mean, yeah, and it's one of those premier events. It doesn't get enough recognition. It is. It's a lot of technique in that too, as well. Um, you know, just talking to guys I know that did the triple jump and the long jump, it's just not getting out there and running and jumping, right? The way they got to swing their hips and kick their feet in front of them, it's the real deal. I, oh yeah, I agree though. Uh, I don't think nobody's gonna touch that for a while. No, of course. It's already been 30 years. And people don't remember the guy because Carl Lewis was such a prominent he figure. Was. They don't necessarily remember that it was Mike yeah. Powell. I think Powell had a bald head back then. Something like that. Uh, probably still yeah. does. Yeah. Something like I, that. If I, I think, think so. I remember the dude, right? Uh, I might yeah, not I have think got him right, you know? But, but mm. I remember the name. Sorry, Mike but Powell. Sh- yeah, Mike. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, Sorry buddy. Shout out to Mike Powell. Sorry, buddy. Now, here, here's an interesting one, and we're going to put a, uh, a little bit uh, right in your wheelhouse here. Starting in 1990, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls never had a three-game losing streak for eight consecutive years. Yeah, I remember that. That's unbelievable. I remember that. <clears throat> they never lost three games no. in a row for eight years. No. And it just, I, huh. It, it, <laughs> it wasn't just happening. Incredible. It, it wasn't even happening. And even back in the day, a back-to-back loss with that team was like, crazy insane like the whole house would burn down if that happened like chicago Mm. fans were definitely spoiled at the united center like back in the day well yeah absolutely uh it it just it boggles the mind though i mean even the best teams you get no better than that during that time frame especially and when the league was 
all the physicality and the three-point shot really wasn't as prominent as it is now. So if you think about absolutely, that, like, you know, you were getting – your buckets was grinding them out, right? Um, a lot of half-court sets. And the Bulls ran, don't get me wrong. They weren't Showtime Lakers, though, right? But, but they ran. You know, they ran in transition. But just imagine, like, the will to not lose three in a row as a professional athlete for eight years, almost a decade. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. That's, that's crazy. And, you know, the Warriors, I believe in 2016, uh, didn't have back-to-back right. losses. Right. Yeah, the whole season. You know, the stuff like that, that's the stuff and, of legend. And, and here's you know, the deal, it, though. And, and who came from a little bit of that Chicago pedigree? Their coach. Mm, you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it, it's, you can, it, it's easy to achieve when you've seen it firsthand, right? You know what it takes, right? Right, right. You, but if you go back, you're talking about Steve. Are you talking about I'm Steve talking Kerr? I'm talking about Steve Kerr. And, but w- what I'm saying is, like, great cultures translate, right? So when he did get with the Bulls, right, he was with the Spurs and some other teams. But he knew what right. it – Cleveland. Yeah, he, he knew what it took, right, from an athlete perspective, right, to get his guys together. So they can be up every night, right? Not lose the back to back. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. Do you, yeah, absolutely. Do you know where Steve Kerr played his college basketball? Um, you know, I know he was a wildcat. I know that <laughs> he was and, a wildcat on on maybe one of the greatest teams yeah. ever with Sean Elliott and Tom Tolbert. And, I mean, you oh got a gosh, couple of dudes that players. I love, you know, over there. But um, Anthony Cook was on know, that team. Craig McMillan. You know, you know yeah. Once they scholarship mm. a dude named David Sherman, I, I knew it was all over. So. Ah. <laughs> so. Yeah, but you know what's amazing about that 88 team uh, where Steve Kerr was? They did not win the championship. They got to the Final Four, and they lost to Stacey King and Horace Grant at Oklahoma. Yeah. But that was a tough team, yeah, though. And, yeah, you know, and, and everybody, I remember watching that game, and Kerr was just so downhearted because he was something like 2 for 16 from the field yeah. that, that game. And he was, you know, he, he averaged less than a turnover a game. He was the consummate point was guard. Was Lou Olsen the coach then? He certainly yeah. was. Yeah. R.I.P. to him. Yeah, Great he was. Legend. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, here's one. Here's another one that I don't think is ever going to be touched. From February of 1998 to May of 2005, Tiger Woods made the cut in every tournament he entered on the PGA Tour. That streak of 142 consecutive tournaments is the all-time record. I don't think anyone's going to get close to that. The, the, the record... The second longest is not even half that right. long. I, that that's just amazing to me. I mean, obviously he was in his prime and and he was winning all uh, majors and and he won something like uh, thirty eight or forty percent of the tournaments he entered during that time. How do you how do you have perfection? A hundred. That's that's seven years. I mean, of of being the leader. I mean, besides these crazy back injuries, and I mean, he won a yeah. he won a major with a torn ACL. Come on now. Yeah, that's also true. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, in the torque, right, and the hit club, the club hit speed, right, that Tiger reinvented his, his swing, right, after the injuries and, and still yes. put on a green jacket, right, when everybody doubted mm-hmm. him. You, you just can't measure mm-hmm. the heart of a champion. That's what it comes down to. And and I know his mental wasn't right, you know, after, you know, the scandal and all that, but nobody can deny his game. You know, he's he – Dudes wouldn't be getting paid what they get paid now without Tiger, flat out. Oh, he yeah, he he was the game. You know, we talk about those that changed the game. Not just the greats, not just the legends, but those that changed the game. Where equipment changed or rules changed. Well, they did all of that for Tiger. About they that changed the, the courts. <laughs> all they of it. They changed the courts. Hold yeah, on. Oh, yeah, they. You know, you remember that, right? Yeah, they changed the, the, the courts. Term. 
Oh, absolutely. The term tiger proof yeah. became lexicon. Yeah. yeah, because they thought, well, we're going to make this longer. We're going to make these longer. And it played right into oh, his crazy, game. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. It didn't matter how many dog leg left, right, whatever it was, right? How many sand traps they wanted to add. When he was in his prime, he ate up every course. Oh, yeah. And the equipment got... Uh, different oh, it man. was bigger cool. and faster and athletes got bigger right. and faster you know he yeah he was on the cover of a few magazines lifting weights man, you know it, things... i mean that's part i mean they say that contributed to part of his problem because he's such a fitness guy you know he right, was training right. with the seals right yeah and that's another thing right he was training with the I mean, seals that's the, you know, his father that's the david goggins military. of you know golf yeah like because you know when we thought you know we think of golfers you know you don't think about you know, big time athletes, you know, compared to other sports, but they are in their right. own right. I mean, man, I mean, no beautiful swing that I've ever seen than Ernie Els, you, you know, the big easy. I mean, the big easy. Know, yeah. He's one of my favorites. I used to go, yeah. when, you remember when Mercedes Benz had the La Costa uh, championships yeah. there. I used, I used to be a regular there all the time. Seriously. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah, know I used that. to go all the time huh. and, I, and I loved it. I mean, that's where I first saw yeah. Tiger, you know, at the classic. And then um, when I used to, run Target stores, of course, he was partnership with Target, and he had his Tiger Challenge, you know, right down at Thousand Oaks. So I used to live right. in those, those clubhouses, man. So yeah, I, I enjoyed yeah. it. Now, F- fat well, you know, and, golf- and loving it, baby. <laughs> really? Yes. You, you, you put in a stogie? Every now and then, every that. now and then, for the greats, man, for the greats. Okay. Come All on, right. man, Gotta nothing sweeter than seeing Tiger in his prime, man. Not many people can say that. I was so yeah, disappointed you know, when, I, when they moved – the Mercedes-Benz Classic to Hawaii. Yeah. Not that I don't want to go to Hawaii, right. but man, it was right there. Yeah. I mean, Carlsbad is sweet. <laughs> yeah, they still have the farmers man. there, and it's, uh, yeah, Torrey Pines. Yeah, I love it. That area. Gotta, gotta love yeah, it. Right? You know, Tiger won that Mercedes-Benz he, he championship it, in a playoff. His, yeah, it. one of his first victories. I mean, yeah, it was unbelievable. It, but the galleries was so crazy, man. It, it was insane, mm. man. Oh yeah, yeah. It just yeah. It was man, like it being was in a rock concert. That guy. I'm telling you, and, and people are people root for him now like crazy because they want him to get one more victory to sit on top. Right now he's tied with Sam Snead with 82 is, victories. Man. And Snead, no, <clears throat> hey, come on, like Sam Snead, legend. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. I won 11 times one year, and that's still a record. But uh, you know that. Ah uh, man, you know Tiger is playing a lot fewer Listen, and man, further between. He's you know the yeah. body only can take so much. But I will That's tell true. you this: it's sacrilegious to go against him. Hmm. He's like Brady; you can't. You're bet not against him. against him. You never know. I'm not. No, you I'm never not. know. Man, I'm not even putting a, a wooden nickel against Tiger. He's not going <laughs> to yeah. do it. I mean, part no, of it is, I guess, I'm just biased because you know you grow up in this area, you see some of the greats, right? Of course, you love them. Mm. You want to see them yeah. do well. Yeah. Like, I mean, I almost cried when Ken Griffey Jr. retired, man. Come on, man. Like, yeah, he, you know, I wasn't a Mariner fan, but him and Alex Rodriguez on the same squad, that was killing. And Randy Johnson. And Randy yeah, Johnson. And Rand- oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, they won 116 man, games one year. It was sweet. I mean, you know, how could you not, right? And when mm-hmm. he dropped those mm-hmm. new hot Nikes, you know, those new Ken Griffey <laughs> Juniors with yeah. the little teal in there, man, I was rocking the hell out of those shoes. Oh, really? Man. Were you a shoe oh. guy? Did you have a lot of pairs of Listen, shoes? Listen, I got about 150 shoes in my closet right now. Just sneakers. Seriously? Just sneakers alone. I ain't even talking about dress shoes. Well, wait a minute. Why, why do you have so uh, many? Is you know it... what? I'm just a fool. I'm a sneakerhead, I guess. You know, I just love uh. it. You know, and that's kind of it. I mean, 
Yeah. Are you still accumulating pairs? I if try you see a pair, not do you pick to. it up? I try not to. Uh, but that's a weakness, huh? Um, you know what? I don't know if it's so much a weakness now, but like when you're in sports and your kids are in sports, you just get the drop, baby. You just got to love the drops, right? You get all kinds of drops. <laughs> and who, do, right. what athlete you know don't love the drop? <clears throat> now, if I send true. you some that's gear true. right now, Sherman, you tell me you ain't going to smile, you ready to go? Oh, of course. Dude, of course. Every athlete loves the drop, right? So I can't turn down the drops, man. <clears throat> what size foot are 13. you? 13. But I squeeze into what? a 12 and a half if, if, if it look good. <laughs> okay. All right. So <laughs> I'll be having a hammer toe. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Ah, ah. But, you know. All right. So, hey, how much stuff does Dom get? You know what? I mean, what? With Gonzaga? I'm sh- Man, listen. Yeah. With the Nike, the Nike drop is crazy. <laughs> the Nike. Well, they're in the backyard. Hey, the there, Nike so. drop is crazy. I, I think they're one of the biggest brands in basketball, you know, as far as Nike. And I know that might sound bad because – you know, or crazy because you have Oregon and all that. But if you think tournament time, come on, who's who? Who are you picking picking in your bracket? Do mm. they ever are mm-hmm. they ever out of a bracket? No, that's and they true. probably that's... you you probably got them all the way to the Sweet Sixteen, if not the Elite Eight, every year. Somewhere in well, a, how do they get over? How do they get over the hump? You know what? Um, a <laughs> lot of praying. <laughs> now, and, and you know they put in the work. I think you know it's it's not even like I don't even look at it as being a hump. Because you you won, Sherm, so you can speak to this way better than I can, right? I mean, you know, I'm just a rec league guy, you know, championships, you know. Um, I, I came close to a state championship in high school. We fell short. But a lot of great things have to line up for you is, is oh, what yeah. I think. But you you mm-hmm. done it, so you can speak to it. But sometimes it's this bad timing, bro. Hmm. But yeah, but is so this is the time. This is the right time. You know time. what? I, I would like to believe it is the right time, but we all know every team has runs and has chemistry and things can change and injury bugs can come up, right? It's a lot of things, right? That that happens. And and that's why I thought, you know, when you was talking about the Bulls earlier, not losing three, especially with injuries and back to backs and mm-hmm. all kind of crazy things. You can't say that a little bit of your run relies on a little bit of luck too, sure. Oh, it's a, it, it. You know, I we there's a phrase that we say is baseball gods. The baseball gods have to smile on right. you, and it's like that for every sport. There are about two dozen things that have to fall in place for you to win a championship at any level in any sport. Right. And and I, uh, you know, I'm kind of looking back on it, and I, I wasn't going to mention this, but I'm, I'm doing a little bit of writing about that the national championship year that we had, and as I'm writing, I realize all the things that took place that I didn't realize then, but as I look back on it now, I think, oh my goodness, I didn't realize, and what would have happened had something else taken right. place, and what about this guy, and yeah, and I'm looking at it thinking, this is crazy. I didn't I didn't understand it at the time because you don't necessarily realize it. But when you take a step back and you look at it, you think, this is odd how all these events fell right into place. And it had to happen this way or you would not have won a championship. Listen, you know, I think about that also with Westcliff Athletics. When I think about, you know, you being my first round draft pick, mm. right? Number one, Uno, right? <laughs> okay. It is what it is unless you don't want to be first round draft pick no more. Because Joey's been waiting, you know. Oh, yeah? He's on he's deck. He's on deck. He's been on base, deck, right? To use a baseball term. Right? Okay. He's been on deck, pool deck too, whatever yep. deck you want to say, right? <laughs> okay. okay. But when I think about all the accomplishments 
we have, you know, achieved thus far, right? It's it was over twelve pages, man, of like accolades of things that we have done collectively, mm. and, and you know, because I am because of who we are, right? So it's not about yeah. me; it's about us, right? Our family, you know. It, it takes more than one person; it takes collective effort, right, to get to this part. And I mean, that's everyone from the first people in, in the turnstiles to coaches, administrators, all those things need to come together and do their part, right? And I can imagine, and you can, you know, chime in and tell me if I'm wrong, those kind of things have to happen, you know, in the championship run all the way to your equipment guy, <laughs> you know, not forgetting your equipment, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Or whatever the case yeah. may be, like everyone has to be at optimal level to achieve greatness. And, um, and that's what I think about often, like, what we have to do, what it takes. It takes so much, man, to achieve greatness. So, like, right now, it's like our practice should be way harder than the games. Should be harder than the games. So when we're in the off season, we're recruiting, we're doing all these things, and, and iron sharpening iron, and, you know, and I'm challenging, and, and coaches are feeling uncomfortable, because I'm, I'm uncomfortable because I stay outside of my comfort zone so we can grow, Right. And it's ambiguity and uncertainty. And right now, people are looking like we don't know what the season is and everything else. You can control what you can control. And that means every day you can get up and be motivated and disciplined, right? You can put the left foot right behind the right foot and the right foot right behind the left foot. You can create your own energy, create your own sunshine. And that's what we have to do. And, and that's what those championship teams do. That's, that's why they look good. That's why they're consistent night in and night out, okay? And I don't think championships define who you are anyway, right? I really don't. I mean, it's great to win them all, but to go 24 consecutive times with 20 win seasons is crazy, right? Yeah, Mark you know, Few. Those kind of, yeah, those Few. kind of things yeah. to me is what get me excited because that means every year you looked in the mirror and you said, I'm not good enough. Last year wasn't good enough. You're turning down good to get to great daily. That's what excites me. I love the chase. So I can't wait, you know, till we hang our first banner here at Westcliff Athletics. Because I know I've been working on the last 5C of our category, right, since I started mm-hmm. Okay, since I started. Championship, right? yeah, that's championships, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's the end glory, right? I want a ring as an AD. I want a ring. I want my players to experience that. Sherm, you have a ring. Hmm. I know you look at it like Lord of the Rings all, all every <laughs> night. Ooh, precious. Ooh, I need my precious, right? I know you do. Okay? Hmm. I'm sure you got it on right now, flossing right now. Uh, that's funny. Actually, to be honest with you, my dad has well, it. Guess I what? it to my dad. Well, mm-hmm. listen, because you love him. Well, I got where I am right. because of him. So that's the know. ultimate mom, gift. I don't want to leave my mom out. Right? But yeah, we all we know that. But 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 mm-hmm. th- but you understand what I'm saying? It's crazy, right? It is crazy. Oh, absolutely. So you know, I want it, I want everybody to experience that. So you know, for me, you know, on the outside, you know, it's I, I don't even consider myself a parent. You know, in this whole because I'm so absorbed with 
athletics, right? I can't even separate like, oh, you know, I'm a dad, I'm a fan, and you know, no, I'm just a, a dude who loves the process, right? And I love what the process produces. But I would love to see my son this year as a freshman come in and, and snag a ring at the highest hmm. at, at, the, at the highest collegiate level. That would be freaking awesome. Way to open up your freshman, um, you know, season campaign, right? And, and guess hmm. what? <laughs> Next year you're still a freshman, <laughs> you know, eligibility wise. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, so so sure. the start of a dynasty. Can you keep it going, right? So yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about it. So to to hmm. your point, yeah, I'm gonna put my neck out there and say we're gonna win one this year. Okay. Why wouldn't we? All we right. play Where, to win the game. So that's what Herm said. Where are we going to hang that first banner? You know what? Man. We're, we have two campuses. Yeah. Um, and uh, Whatever it is, it's going to be the biggest banner I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. you, you might can see that from Mexico, where we at <laughs> okay. in Orange County. You know, you have to put a flagpole in somewhere so we can fly it. Listen, all I know is I'm going to be so happy and so proud of the student athletes and the coaching staff mm. and everything else, it's like, you ain't going to be able to shut me up, man. Mm. I mean, like, look at those yeah, champs, well. man. Because once you can't take it away from you, right? See, at the end of the day, Sherm, no matter how much junk I talk to you, whatever the case may be, right, you earned that championship. you always going to be a champion, mm. period. Yeah, it's history. It's history. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't ever change you know? after that. Now, it doesn't matter yeah. that you was Bobby Boucher doing the run, you know what I'm saying? It's okay. You know, did you just? Are you calling me the water boy? It's okay. Boy? Did you just call me? I'm the water I'm just saying. Boy? I mean, H two O is very vital to the body. Somebody still, has to give it up. You're still part of the team, right? You're still part of the team, as you say. Everybody, it takes it takes a village. It, it takes everybody it on the same page. It does. Mm. But I all the way down you know, to the equipment guy and the and water boy. I know boy. the pitchers loved you. It was like, sure, I need some water. Yes, Hoffman, Trevor. <laughs> yes, no problem. <laughs> All right. You know, you uh, want some seeds? You want some seeds? Trevor, uh, you want to share my funny. seeds? I'm a little older than he is, but Oh, yeah, oh okay. So my, my bad. Gone. So he was calling was, you big bro? Now, That's what you're trying I to played, say? I played, I played with him for so a year, he, and then he, I moved he was on, calling, and he had a better career than I did. He was calling you big bro back then, huh? You, I know you was yeah. hazing him. He yeah, took yeah, your we bags. still chat once He took your bags, too, didn't he? I know what he did. <laughs> no, nah, you know, we we had some funny stuff that went on. You know, we all had travel bags when we went on uh, when we went on the road. And we would all put in $5 to see whose bag would come out first. Right. So if your bag came out first, you won all the money that was in oh, there. Oh, that's good. And but see what I would do is I would I, I would ask the flight attendants to uh, put my bag, you know, when you check in, put my bag on last. That means it's going to come out right, first. Right. See how smart you are? <laughs> Always manipulate the system. Guys couldn't figure out why 18 kept coming out first. <laughs> hey, why you was racking it up? Sure. Why you, you was racking winning. it up? It's true. That's absolutely a true story. Hey, it's funny. You know, you was the dude that always got the, the most expensive thing in the hotel on the menu. Let mm. me get that surf and turf. Uh, well, Let me get that surf and turf. 150. No, nah, we didn't. <laughs> We didn't get. We did not get that much meal money. I'll, I'll hey, tell you, things were different back it is, then. Because you was what pack eight? Was you pack eight uh, or pack ten? Well, you know, Arizona was part of the pack ten, but the way baseball worked back then is that there were uh, a, a southern pack and a northern oh, pack. See, we were in the southern pack. The northern pack was in baseball was not considered part of the pack ten. Wow. That was that was the Oregon schools, Washington. They got screwed. Uh, 
Yeah, but the Southern pack, the six of us were Arizona, Arizona State, Cal, Stanford, so and SCU, six UCLA. In, in the baseball. Yeah, in baseball, yeah. that's how it worked back then. Yeah, right. and so, uh, <clears throat> and you know, back uh, what I didn't realize as it was going on, but I I do now looking back at it, that was at the time the best conference in baseball right. in the in the nation. Okay, so um, you was the tw- best water boy in the nation. That's what you yeah, tell me. Yeah, you know what? I, I hey, th- that's fine. I, I don't mind. I'll, I'll, <laughs> Listen, be, I'll hey, be a team manager. Let me put some respect on your name, Sherm. You was a hell of a player, bro. You was a hell. Of, uh, you know, Listen, we, I'm so we, we had success honored. as a team, and I was part I'm so of it. honored that you're a coach, man. Uh, right? Well, I, I mean, I you walked be, it like you talk. I couldn't it. be happier. Man, where you walk it like I, you talk it, right? Well. And um, no doubt about it. I just tease you because I wanted to be like you growing up. You know, that's it. <laughs> Let's just really? be honest. I mean, you know. <clears throat> Imitation is flattery, right? And, and yeah, that's, that's true. what it is. It's the serious form yeah, of flattery. Yeah, so the time I stop, you know, joking with you, then it might be a problem, sir. Yeah, I know. I'm keeping an eye on that. <laughs> I got I to make sure that we, might, that might we keep be jabbing issue. at each so, other. You know, continue okay. to be the best water boy in the nation. All right, I'm fine with you know? that. That's that's okay. Nah, if, that's, man, but, if that's my role, that's hey, my role. The amount of hours, man, I have so, so, so much total respect, man. I mean, you did something I couldn't do. You know, I, I never made it to that level. Um, and like I said, I think I was taking rounds down range during that time anyway, because I, I decided to go into the military. But um, you know, it's just remarkable the discipline and and uh, and the skill level that you 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 put in to to get to where you need to be. And and um, you know, hats hats off to you, man. Super proud of you. Thank thank you. But you know, whatever accomplishments uh, that we succeeded in doing on the on the sports field uh, pale in comparison to the military so there's a you know i i i missed my opportunity in the military and i think about that on occasion i know you were former military and and you know that's it's so important but nothing that the sports world does is close to what the military you know listen man it doesn't compare everybody just always say man you crazy but i always say look i think everybody need to go in for like one year this one year man it could be you know, mandatory. Just one year. Yeah. Just one year, right? One year, mm-hmm. especially if you're not going to college. <laughs> you know, just one year because the leadership and the growth that you learn just through boot camp of who you are and pushing yourself to whatever limits that is, right? And then getting mm-hmm. out there and, and actually being in a leadership role will just change the trajectory of your, your, your life moving forward, or at mm-hmm. least your mm-hmm. uh, perspective. And you'll know how great this country is when you you in the third world country. I tell you that damn much, okay? Oh yeah, all right. I yeah. tell you that damn much, okay? Well, there's no higher honor than serving Man, your country. I'm telling so, you, and even through the whole could, deal, you know, Black Lives Matter and all that, because I'm all for that. I ain't gonna lie to you. My damn life matters, and there's some inconsistencies and some injustices and all that stuff, and equality issues and all that. Uh, my heart is still, my hand is still over my heart, you know, and I'm salute, you know, I'm at attention, you know, because I know what we're trying to achieve, you know. Yeah. So yep. I'm always oh, yeah. gonna be, you know, on the great side of hope, you know, than not having hope. So yeah. You, yeah, you know, and you've been you've been gracious enough to share some of your stories of when you were deployed. Oh man. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Earlier, earlier this week, the softball team and the baseball team did a combined beach workout, and it was not necessarily a Navy SEAL workout, but uh, our associate head coach, Bo Coolen, has a friend who is a Navy SEAL, and he came, and he addressed the teams, 
And he talked about some of his uh, training right. and what he had to do in order to get through and his brothers in arms, you know, that help each other as a team yeah. to get just to get through training. And he deploys uh, in a little bit, I might add. I'm not going to give his name, right. <laughs> you know. Is he, uh, is he take... out of Cordano? Um, yeah, he's uh, out of the yeah, southern part of the state. So, OK. Um, and he's going to be heading to the Middle East in a couple of weeks. I talked to him and just listening to the stories where he had to stay in the ocean overnight, mm -hmm. just floating in the ocean overnight. And he said, my brothers are in there with me and you have to bond together just to keep the heat. Mm -hmm. He said, you, you can't come, You're not allowed to come ashore. You got to spend a night in the ocean. I, I, I just that <laughs> that is harder than my entire life put together. Right you don't there. get no tougher than that. There's. Right? That Yeah, that's unbelievable. And that's just one aspect, one thing he had to do. And, you know, training is, is uh, oh, my gosh. Hey, I, I can't, fa I can't, I can talk about it, but I don't think I can understand. Listen, it. man, when I tell you they some bad boys over there, all the SEALs, mm. they oh, some yeah. bad boys. I got a chance to do a couple of deployments with SEAL Team 6 um, and mm -hmm. 4, you know. You don't get no better than that. I mean, we yeah. got Force Recon in, in, you know, the Marine Corps, which is great. Okay, uh, Air Force got a, a great Special Forces, you know, Air Paratroopers. They don't get enough mm -hmm. credit. Yeah. Bad boys. Tough. Tough as nails. You know, military in general doesn't oh, get man. enough credit. Man, let me tell you. We take it, we kind of take it for granted, and there's there are generations of people in this country who don't even give it a second thought. Listen, man, the suicide rate <clears throat> for my brothers <clears throat> who serve. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crazy. So any any mm -hmm. chance that I can, you know, help out, you know, VHW, you know, I was opposed to, you know, uh, part of uh, Duncan Shell 231, you know, in, in Maryland growing up. Sons of American Legion, um, they did a lot for me when I was growing up, mm -hmm. you know, keeping mm -hmm. me on the straight and narrow. I mean, you know, of course I had great parents and, and family and support system, but the American Legion was a big part, right, of, of me growing up, you know, and, and being around other young men who was trying to do the right thing. And I think it played a little bit of influence of me, you know, going into the military as well. So, mm. okay. yeah. Shout out. What was that? Yeah, what was that? What was that zip code? 21811, baby. Yep. Gotta love okay. it. Berlin, Maryland. <clears throat> mm -hmm. You like how I say it, too. Berlin, Maryland. Berlin. Berlin, Maryland. Maryland. Not Maryland. This Maryland. You gotta be there to know um, what I'm saying. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, how long ago did you move out to California? I got out of here in like 92. Like 92, oh, okay. 93. So okay. I've been out here well, for a you know minute what? now. Since we're talking about Maryland, I want to pass this one by oh, you. Want of the joust, four, you want to joust me? Is that what you say? No, <laughs> no. Of the four NBA players who have played for the most teams, yep. now the shared record is 12 teams. Three of them, Jim Jackson, Tony Massenberg, and Joe Smith, had a college relationship with former Maryland coach Gary Williams. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, shout out to Joe Smith. I don't know if you know or not, but um, Deshaun signed his son Amir. So, oh, really? Yeah, he's playing in Macedonia right now. So that's one of us. Uh, ah, so, okay. Uh, you know, so we got the Smith family right in the house, but yeah, Amir mm -hmm. is over in Macedonia, and that's one of uh, Deshaun's uh, players in choosing nice. sports. Just nice. so you know how how the Maryland runs deep. Mm -hmm. 
Didn't know that, did you? It, mm-hmm. Now, Mar- Maryland has a pretty good history. We do. Pretty Man, good we've history. we got a pretty oh, damn yeah. good history. And we carved out a little bit of that district so you can have a capital and a damn White House. Yeah, that's true. But we ain't going there. The, no, okay. All right. Hey, as long as we're talking basketball, here's, here's an interesting one as well. You know, obviously the 100-point game that uh, Wilt Chamberlain had gets a great deal of attention. But a few years later, in a game, he scored 25 points, grabbed 22 rebounds, and dealt out 21 assists. And it remains the only double, triple double in history. Damn. Hey. The only time it's ever been done. 20 points, rebounds, and assists. Hey, Sherm, that's when you just say, damn. <laughs> you can't say nothing else about that, right? That's, just, that's one of you those know, like, Damn. Yeah, so that happened in the 60s, which tells you that mm. that is one of those things that may, may never be so, done again. So you're telling me the crowd probably wasn't pleasant. And when we talk about hostile environments, brother, it don't get no, it don't get no crazier than the 60s. I heard. I wasn't around, yeah. but I heard. Okay. I heard. Okay, I was, I was around, but you know, I, you know, I was kind of young back then. Hey, I, I heard. But, I, I was, I ain't even going to go there, but hey, I heard about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Hey, so you know what? Let me ask you a question about basketball now that we're talking about basketball. In your estimation right now, who is the best team in both professional and college basketball? Man. Well, you know, college, I'm, I'm biased. It's the Zags. I know, sure. I know. But, okay, there's a reason I, I bring that up because, I, you know, obviously we're gonna, we could talk about Gonzaga. Man. But let's not forget about – UConn, okay, and the, win, the about, women's side. Oh, just, okay, okay. So because UConn so I, I, just got back. I'm sorry, I didn't. Here's the here's was, the thing. Uh, saying both. Yeah, here's the thing. Women's. UConn just took over the number one ranking again for something like the ninth year in a row. Page is balling out. The, Page is balling out. Page, you know what? She may be the best player in basket in in she, women's she, college she, basketball she, as a freshman. She's balling out, bro. She's balling out, right? Yeah, and you know she's she's carrying that team uh, first. First UConn woman to ever have three back-to-back-to-back 30-point games. Of all the greats that That's went what through I'm saying, there. Man. You know, Unbelievable. I'm just saying, man, you know, when, when Katie Lou, you know, um, yeah. came to UConn, I thought she was going to have that type of impact, right? You know, but, hmm. I mean, Paige is having, you know, Diana Taurasi impact. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. like, don't, don't think that, that she ain't that – that chick, you know what I'm saying? She that chick. Yeah. She got a strap, you know. She, she good. She got handles. I mean, she's a gamer. I mean, the way she hit the clutch bucket, you know, in that mm-hmm. South Carolina, you know, one versus yeah. two. Hey, yeah. Freshman who? Freshman who? Yeah, freshman I know. It, who? It, uh, it doesn't matter your age or your class. Man, her game is best, the- And we got we're gonna enjoy three more years of her. Four yeah. she one and yeah, two. Yeah. I mean. You know, because of the college game, they don't just jump out. You know what? I know a great agent. I know a great agent. Mm. I can't go no further yeah. than that because that will be a violation. He's, yeah, but I know he's a great get, agent. Okay, he should make some contact. Yeah, I know mm. a great Actually, agent. Actually, but look. Yeah, he can't do that. That's yeah. Uh, again, but you know that would be in my wheelhouse, though, sir. You better do my bio. Yeah. You better know what your boy is sitting out here. Absolutely, women's basketball. What? Hmm. What? What'd you say? Hey, I can't be your proxy in that, you can, can I? That's can a be, violation, you know too. Is that right? Mm, we have to look with the recent bylaws, sir, before we get kicked up out of here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't want I don't want to mess it up. Man, don't be so. trying to sit me on the bench. <clears throat> I want to play, coach. <laughs> yeah, I know. No I Bobby know. Boucher for but, me. 
I've had the, I, you know, I actually caught a couple of games on TV, and she just moves differently. She is, you know, man. She's, hey, she she's, flows. I mean, I love, yeah. you know, see, I like, you know, the fluidity of players in and out of their breaks, great hips, ankles are open. See, I'm talking, like, real basketball stuff, right? Because the body just moves different. That's what you mean, Sherm. Like, it's some people just built to play sports, right? Mm-hmm. And you can tell just the way their fluidity of their body and their motions, right? I mean, we said the same thing when we saw Ken Griffey swing a bat, right? You know, Tiger Woods yeah. swing, a, you know, a club, right? It's just different, right? You see guys and you know them and, and all the work they put in, but then some people just got some natural stuff, right? That it's just their body symmetry is just made for the sport, you know? Yeah. You can't teach. There's some yeah. stuff you, you just can't teach. You can't, man, and, 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 I, and I believe that. So – yeah, Paige a gamer for sure. Absolutely. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, on the women's side, you know, there's so many greats that have gone through that program. It is. And, uh, but you know, I they had some to great you. rivalries. I'm, I'm straight biased and I like Gino, right? Love Gino, but, right? Is there, I'm, is I'm not even going to say but. I'm just going to okay. say my preference is like Pat just got something, you know, Pat yeah. Summit. Like I grew up on yeah. Tennessee, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's I remember, and, yeah. You know, I remember you, you know the heyday, and then I just loved her fire and what she commanded out of her kids, and I and I believe you know you don't get the same thing without you know Geno's get the same thing, and then Muffet over there, you know she yeah she, Muffet McGraw, I mean you know yeah. so we got some great coaches, man, but you know I'm you know I'm back in the day where you, you say it with your chest and you have passion and you know getting a stance, you know like get in there and make it happen. Um, mm. You know, UConn's a well-oiled machine, but come off the bench and lay into some people. He would do that still, right? So, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I think we're looking at greatness there. He doesn't get the credit. I know we hear Shisevsky and all these great coaches, right? But Gino's right there, man. Oh, absolutely. Over, actually, absolutely. over top in my book, you know what I'm saying? He hasn't stopped coaching. See, well, he's won 11 championships. Yeah, but he hasn't stopped coaching. See, I, I really believe that there's some coaches out there in some of these blue bloods don't coach no more. Hmm. You know, you always hear, oh, well, you know, it's a new group and, you know, one and done. And I'm hearing all the excuses. And, you know, I'm probably talking about a dude in Rump Arena right now. But, you know, if you can follow that. You know, I don't want to hear yeah. no excuses. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah, the blue bloods are having a tough oh, year Because the year. culture's not there, bro. And that was the difference. The culture but how is, is it not, not there? there because you yeah. stop coaching, man, and you start turning out product for the next level, and you never get any cohesion, right? Because you can hide players in baseball. You can hire players in basketball. You can't hide too many because there's only five of them out there, right? But you can hide damn near two, right? You can hide. You can cut some corners in some of these sports that we, we coach. But what you can't cut corners on is your culture. And, and when you have adversity – the way you maneuver around adversity comes out based off the culture, right? Because they were never committed. And I think we talked about that, you know, at Westcliff, right? Storming, Norman, Foreman, right? And then performing, right? right? right. Same thing, mm-hmm. right? It's four stages of getting team dynamics. And you can't skip one, right? But everybody wants – this is a microwave environment now, so everybody wants to do what? Win, win, win. It takes – it takes things to happen to win, but the culture has to be where it needs to be. Like, it's funny when, when people who don't watch the Zags play and they see them up by 30, right, 30 or 40, right, and they're like, man, why why are these dudes still in? 
because they have a system and a way of doing things, right? Because they actually out there trying to get better in the game because they know, mm-hmm. right? They got limited. They, they're impacted by COVID, right? Schedule. It's limited. Where are you getting this real time? Because we know as coaches, you cannot duplicate game speed. You can't. It's hard to do. Now, sure, baseball might be different, but in basketball, it's hard to do, man. It's hard to do. And, and how many yeah. programs were beating up on themselves even before they can play a game? Mm-hmm. Football is another mm-hmm. sport, man. I used to hate that as well, right? Training camp, you go through everything, right? And you're beating up on each other. You just want to see another jersey to whip somebody's tail. You just want to see one, yeah. right? And, and, and back then, you know, before we had CTE and all these things we know now, it was all about putting snot bubbles in somebody, decleating somebody. That was um, it, right? Yeah. It was yeah, like, it man, was. hey. Flat I want to. Yeah, I want to Jack Tatum a dude legally. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, yeah. you know, yeah. you was the man all week long if you decleated somebody, mm-hmm. right? That was it. I'm blowing somebody head off, right? That's that's that was the the violent nature of the game of football. And I know we're cleaning it up and everything else, but back then, if you wasn't seeing stars, then you were sorry. Like, it, you you wanted to get your bell rung because that means mm. you was tough. We used to say when I played football, we was like, how many um, nicks on our helmet can we get of the other opponent's yeah, helmet, yep. right? We used to count them yep, things, stick, right? Yeah, and, stick marks. Hey, right? Heck yeah. And I'm like, yeah. hey, put the stickers on my back, on, on my back of my helmet, coach. I wanted my stuff filled up, right, for getting in there and, and laying it off, laying some wood in there. Mm-hmm. We, you know, now we understand science and everything else, right? But that was what we did, man. We lived for that. Okay, hmm. big time hit when you knew you blew a dude up. It was it was lovely. <laughs> it was, you know, what I'm saying it was like what? Yeah, yeah. There were no rules no back rules. then like we have now. No rules. Yeah, you, go over the middle if you want to. Go over the middle if you hey, want to. Blow it up. Yeah. Hey, let me let me step back for a second. I want to I want to talk a little bit more about the blue bloods and the culture. Right now, you mentioned you mentioned Kentucky. Duke is struggling this yeah. year. North Carolina is not the same. Right. Kansas is not the same. But these are coaches who are well established, who have had culture for a very long time. National champions, all. Uh, but why why is it happening all at once? Well, I mean, Duke is only eight and seven this year. Kentucky is under five hundred, right. and they're struggling. So why why are all the blue bloods struggling at the same I mean, time? Because, like I said, like when you ha- listen, and this is no disrespect to to any of these coaches who all have their accolades and earned what they got, right? But we all know, damn it, you don't really got to coach talent. You don't have to coach talent. You got to coach effort and attitudes when you got talent. Hmm. Yeah, personalities, bro. Personalities kill you more than talent will when you got talent. So personalities, right? You coaching personalities and effort. That's it. And if you got enough of great recruits knowing that it's somebody on this bench, right? When a player knows somebody on this bench can take your minutes, then you have a certain lane they're gonna stay in, right? So, but when you when you don't get a chance to to you have a little, you know team bond and get together and you don't have a culture, you don't have one common goal, right? And everybody's bought into it, right? And I'm sure it's hella hard now, you know, in the social media and the unrest and the mental toughness and, you know, uh, anytime you see the pro ranks is uncertainty there and, and dudes don't know 
where they are and how hard was it even when you played Sherm to keep your heart and your feet and your mind in the same place, right? It, because if the person next to you, you got to care about them more than you care about anybody else. And that's why I'm saying that Florida softball team said it best with the acronym of family, right? Forget about me. Right. I love you, right? I got to love you more than I love myself and worry about where I'm going next, right? To be able to perform and sell out for your team. So much to the point, and I'm not mad at the young man, right? But when have we ever seen a player opt out in Duke in the middle of a season? Yeah, this guy just did. Yeah. yeah. Is that Jalen Johnson? Yeah, and I'm name? glad he did because, yeah. shit, that's good for him. But mm. but if the culture is solid, you don't see that. Kyrie could have did the same thing, um, you know, but, you know, he was – I think – doesn't it seem like Calipari's the guy who invented the one and he, done? He did. He did. Right? He did. And, and that's what I'm saying. That, that has been his calling card, Right. That's his legacy. He ain't even championships no more. I remember they got rid of Tubby Smith because he went on a drought, bro, in Kentucky. Yeah. Because Kentucky true. supposed to have been the creme de la creme, right? Yeah. It was all about championships there. But now it's all about producing guys to the next level. Hmm. And some of them don't have any substance. It's like, hey, how can I hide these this dude's discrepancies so we can sit up in here? Because what's selling my program is them seeing us outside the green room and dudes saying, hey, I want to come there. It's, but then they're not functional, right? You know, but he has a great track record of some great dudes, right? And it is what it is. But you would think the alumni would be even more stronger. Now, in Duke, you hear it a little different. You know, I hear Grant Hill and Kyrie and some of these other guys, they got the brotherhood code, right? They got the code yeah. within it. You know, so, I, I, you know, Mike's situation, I think, is just different. I mean, anytime you're going to – tear off the head of a student reporter, your ass is this time to, you know, it's generations this past you at this point, right? So you stuck in your raise as he should. He's 70-some years old, right? And I'm not saying that's kind of crazy, but you stuck in your ways, man. We all have grandpops and grandmoms, and, and, and at some point in their age, their filter go away, and they tell you exactly what the hell was on their mind. <laughs> We all know that. that is, that's true. Right? The filter Absolutely. leaves, bro. Like, yeah. whatever that skill set is, like, whatever age that is, I don't know what age it is, but we all know, like, where you don't give a damn it's, about what's coming out of your mouth and who it hurt. Yeah, it's going it's to happen. It's happening, yeah. right? And he's to that age because his filter is off, bro. And they don't think it's wrong. Now, listen here, baby. You just suck, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, go get me some water. You know what I'm saying? Hey. It just get real, right? And it, he's at that real moment, and he's earned everything. I think he's a great coach. I'm sure he's a great man, right? But we've seen little telltale signs of this of when he's trying to coach, you know, going through and when everybody's dapping it up at the end of the games, he's in confrontations with trying to coach somebody else's player, right? All kind of stuff, right? There's little telltale signs coming all the way through, right? So we've seen this, and we saw the way that – they handled Derek Thornton, how they handled um, some other dudes, you know, that's mm. running around. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it just seems it seems like that all these big name coaches this year, it's a business, coincidentally, it's a business. Bill Self. I mean, Kansas is starting to get back on on the track. Yeah. I mean, they've they've either won or tied for the conference championship 14 because years in a row. So you got to believe they'll be close. not going to do it. That's why we love March Madness, man. Mm -hmm. We know talent mm -hmm. alone but, is not going to do it. 
But, you know, it doesn't seem as though Gonzaga basketball is a one-off. They're out. They're in a different part of the country that's not in the East. Yeah. You know, they're up there by themselves. But, I mean, they dominate great, the West Coast. We've got some great programs, right, in college basketball that are not Blue Bloods, right, on all levels. Yeah, U- USC, as an example, you know, this year is killing you know, it. Yeah, like all levels, right? Yeah, we, we, that's we, true. We have some, but, you know, when we're talking about one of the greatest success stories in college basketball, you're talking about Spokane, hands down. Right, they got a system. They got a way of doing it. Right, I mean, for me, it's it's it's, it's you know, my son never been on anybody's bench, coming off at any time. Right, right. So it's in in here's the deal, and 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 it, even there, it's it's really not about talent. Right, it's about who knows their system and experience. Right, so you got to be willing, you know, to be stripped down to be built back up. Right, so it's culture. I mean, that's the same thing they did in the military. For me, right, I, I came from a great family. We had great family values, right? And when I went to the Marine Corps, they took me through boot camp, and they stripped me down and showed me the way they do business, right? Same thing at Gonzaga. So you need dudes who's willing to work hard, got a high work ethic, you know, who got parents in a support system that buy into the culture probably harder than the, the, the players do at the time because it makes the transition easy. It makes the transition easier for the parents. Now, I could just be, like, total toxic, right? And then my situation would probably be different for my son because we could have went anywhere and played right away. Right away. You know, a lot of people don't know the stories, right? We never had a problem with playing (laughs) anywhere at this level, you know? So, I mean, it's just, you know, you you just got to understand the long game and what you're trying to do. So I I believe we well-placed you know, as okay. far as the platform and where we are, you oh, know. All right, so we'll do so more stuff. You, you know, when when our time is when it's our time to do it. All right, so let me ask you this: you you said that uh, you have to, as a coach, you have to coach attitude and effort. You, yeah, you you have to, especially when you don't have a strong culture, and you just got okay, a type so, of, type A personalities. So obviously, Mark Few has a handle on that, but but these blue blood coaches who are not successful this year. Is, are they struggling to coach attitude and effort? Yeah, well, is that because it, yeah, because normally it's like, hey, I just recruit over top of you, right? And you have more games to figure it out. Shorter window, right? So they got a shorter window to bond, right? So you got to find commonality right away. So the only way you do that, you know, I built a lot of dynamic teams. They've just been in the boardroom, right, or in athletics, right? The, the way you get it done is you have to have common goals. Like the five C's are never non-negotiable. If you can't buy into the five C's, this you can't be here, no matter what your talent is as a coach, no matter what your record is as a coach, no matter what your history is as a player. If you're not a five C's person, then you're not here. And we'll bet on ourselves because we believe I've always been in the build a bear. You know, I love that Deve- development, right? I build a bear in a heartbeat. Yeah. I'd rather build a bear than have something already pre-made anyway. That's just me personally, right? But a lot of guys at that top level who making millions of dollars, right? They didn't they didn't come through that, right? They don't have to no more. Right? So I don't blame them anymore. You know, if they disconnected, shit, they got uh, you know, associate head coaches, they got assistant coaches, they got GAs, right? Now if they just disregarded the information that is being provided, shame on them. You know, that's their issue. But it, it comes all the way down to culture. It's no getting around it. They're struggling because the culture is fractured. 
And if they want to say anything else, they're flat lying. Anybody who ever built the team know that you have to have a commonality between each other and you have to go through some adversity to get the brotherhood and sisterhood, whether it's men or women, right? And you got to have a goal other than your individualistic goals, right? That that never changes. Whatever that mantra is on the wall, everybody got to believe in that. Everybody has to buy into that. And and don't get me wrong on this. It doesn't always translate in the wins. It doesn't always translate in wins. We know that, right? You can have a strong culture and not win. Let me be honest with you on that. But it looks different, Sherm. It looks different. You don't hear no chirping. You don't hear like you do in, in Kentucky hearing, oh, man, this dude can't play. That dude can't play. Your fan base ain't all out of whack, right? Because you're managing the situation. You, you don't have these little things because you got the right people. The way you change the culture is you got the wrong mix of dudes, right? That's really how it happened. So it's a culture well, uh, flaw. It, do it you have to think be major. Well, do you think? I, I mean, East Coast and West Coast basketball. There's there's quite a divide. It is. And and do you think that as an elite player, when you're looking at colleges, your eyes are on the bigger prize? Like, you know what? I'm staying there for one year and I'm out. Well, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't. It, how do you? Because that doesn't. It does not happen as much with West Coast colleges as it does with the East Coast colleges. What you mean? As far as one and done. Yeah, man, UCLA haven't been good in a long time. And yeah, I, and I know, I know and they just said, got and I know UCLA said, just got the number three recruit right. from the twenty twenty two class. They just signed I mean, him. Yeah, you know, and, and Bailey's a but hell look of a at, player, and he's gonna do a yeah. lot of great things. And I know they made a change, but they were that wasn't seven clapping for a long time, right? Yeah, so, they've I mean, been, yeah, been yeah they've struggled for a long time. On it's, to it's, John Wooden, I think he's been dead for thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what I'm it's, saying? it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty much Gonzaga and everybody else. Yeah. But in the East, you've got all those blue bloods, and you, you got do. guys that are that leave early. And you got Midwest. but it doesn't happen in the West well, very much. Because I mean, I don't, some of the best basketball, just speaking basketball, is in the in the West Coast right now, hands down. You know, but um, but if you think about it, the the the, the conference of champions has been boo boo. Yeah, that's true. It, it's okay. It, Oregon's yeah. out. Oregon State's out of control. I mean, Arizona. Shit, should they even have a staff? Uh, you know, yeah, what I'm saying? Know. you yeah, know, yeah, but, know, but whatever. Um, yeah. You know, let's look that over uh, again. Um, USC was in the middle of a scandal and trying to recover. Like, and they have USC is the class of the Pac-12. They got my now. boy over there. They got the Mobley brothers and and, and some yes. other guys. You know that we know. And they got, got a guy named. We got, got some a, dream got a coach kids named Jason. over there. You know, we got some kids over there. We got Jason Hart, who we Jason love. Jason Hart, yeah, right? yeah, is the backbone. You know, putting things together. We got Eric Mobley over there. You know, we mm-hmm. got we got great dudes, and it's it's cop to imagine guys over there. You know, two of the best programs in the country. You know, especially on the West Coast. You know, filtering a lot of dudes over there. Right, mm-hmm. so they're getting it together. They look young and promising, but they had yeah, a rough spot. I believe they had a rough they're patch. the only ranked team in the Pac-12. Now. Yeah, they had a rough patch, and then when you looked at uh, Arizona yeah. State, shoot, Hurley just let yeah. his dudes do whatever. You know, even yeah, though even though they're still better than your school, Arizona. Uh, and I, and I, I don't know. know. I don't I, know. Listen, the records don't say Sherm, that. I seen you last night, last week on Zoom, and you was throwing up the forks up. I saw you. You a Mildcat, too. <laughs> Me? You I a cannot Mildcat, do forks so I up. I can't even believe it was even happening. I, I just had to do a retake. Was that you, Sherm? 
I, the only way I do forks up is if I use the middle finger. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> That's the ooh. only. Sorry, Brandon. I know you're listening hey, back listen, there, but hey, there is no way. Just went ahead and canceled your Adobe. <laughs> so you will not be on Adobe Edition next week. So this is the last uh, episode for Sherm. Sherm just had grand opening, grand closing today. So we need another host because I'm sure that that's his, it. I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I've just been jettisoned. I, I, I'm sure that the Repo Man come and get everything that's that's that you got right now. No mic, your computer, everything is gone. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Where it stands currently, overall, Arizona's 14 and 7. They They're 8 and 7 in conference. Right. And Arizona State, overall, is 7 and 10 and 4 and 7 in conference. Well, they play in tougher games. Uh, everybody plays the same. Everybody they play, the, play the same. They play the same. USC is the class. I listen, mean, they're 12 and 2 listen, in conference, man. 18 and 3 overall, ranked 17. I can't make no excuses um, for Arizona State this year. They did have, you know, some COVID things. They had a couple. Um, Remy Martin, who's a great player, lost a family yeah. member. You know, they had some things happen. But they got, you know, Marcus Bagley was out, who's another phenomenal player, um, you know, with an ankle injury. So they had some bumps and bruises. And Josh Christopher looked, you know, likes out, man. West Coast basketball is, like, supreme. And I grew up an East Coast kid, right? So I used to think West Coast was soft, <laughs> you know. And um, but that's so far from from being true, especially the last five years. All right, but if we look on the other side of it, four of the top thirteen teams in women's basketball are in the Pac-12. They are, they are. Yeah, and we I don't want to overlook Tara Vanderveer because yep. she does have you know all time. Well, she and Gino are battling for the all time wins. Uh, that's Stanford. Yep. They're ranked number six. Yep. Arizona's number ten. UCLA's number eight, and Oregon's number thirteen. Yeah. But 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 also too, you have seasoned veterans, right? That come back that's been through some things. That's true. that's why I'm you know that's the reason why I'm not even tripping because you know I coached before, right? So whenever you've yeah. been a coach, you just know like like my son has a heck of a lot of talent, right? But he never experienced the college season before. We we know what that is about. Like just even if you have a scrub dude, and I'm not saying it's any scrub dudes, but this is just me speaking. A scrub dude that goes through a season is still a valuable dude over a freshman who's hella talented that's never been through a season. It's it's just different, and I'm not comparing that to, you know, um, Gonzaga. I'm just speaking freely. This doesn't have shit to do with him. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, like, if you go through a season – the ups and grinds and the grinds and all that stuff. That's why I tell us on our level. You know, your split should be about 60-40, 70-30 of getting kids that came from JUCO over straight out of high school, right? Right. Because right. the learning curve is different. You experience yeah. that. It's the preparation is different. Flying across country and and, you know, the game schedule and school and it's just so many new things. And you're performing, and it's a meritocracy, right? So you're performing. Your performance means something. You're going to have highs and lows and then more games, right? And the pressure is different. The game speed is different. Like, it's just so much things that goes into that. But after that, talent has one year of experience underneath their belt. Oh, it's on. Hmm. It's on. Then, because talent going to win out, especially if they're both working hard. You never catch the dude in front of you. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Especially if he don't stop working. The only time you catch, you know, talent is when they stop working. Right? Yep. Hard work beats talent when talent yeah. doesn't work hard. Yeah. That's the only yeah. time you, you beat them. Yep. Now, Gonzaga right now is 11-0 and in conference and 20-0 and overall. The next closest teams are BYU and Pepperdine, yeah. who are 6-3 and in the conference. Right. So let me ask you this about Dom. Do you talk with him every day or close yeah, to it? Yeah, we talk every day. Okay. How we is talk he sports handling... every day. So we, you know, yeah, but I mean, oh, but you, yeah. I, I'm close How to he... all of my kids, Sherm. Like, okay. I'm very close to my, my boys, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I would expect, yeah, I would expect so. Yeah. How How is Dom handling coming off the bench and not getting the major playing time that he's used to getting? How, how in can he handle high school? Why well, I, you know, Chop, I, you, you go, order, man. How yeah. can you handle yeah. it? You only can do you. You that's not one of your controllables, right? It's not one of your controllables. Now I will tell you, from just a playing experience, you know, going through and you know have to look over your shoulder. You're in limited minutes. You know, you have to dial some things out because, you know, it's only one Vinnie Johnson. It's only been one microwave, right? You ain't going to come in and do one thing, do everything as a whole. You know, I think maybe the misnomer is because he's coming off the bench that maybe he doesn't have the talent enough to to be there. That's never – that's not even how the Zags do business anyway. It it is very much system-driven, right? Very much system-driven and being, you know, you know, you know, um, understanding what they're trying to do, right? He a freshman. Freshmen don't get it all, right? That's it. He has a talent level. We knew that already. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that's not in question. I'm just yeah. wondering how things are different it's, for it's him. It's no and different how he's because he got that. a dad like me telling him chop wood and carry water, man. And I've been with him and been his trainer since day one. And you know, he this is nothing new to him. Adversity is nothing new to him. You know, so it's. He's, he's always been driven over given. Mm-hmm. So it's the mental preparation is like, you're not, he's not supposed to be happy. I don't want an athlete who okay and content with, with that role. Right. But you manage your emotions because that's what pros do. Right. And then when you get an opportunity, you put in your work, right. To what you have going on. But when you understand the game and you've been around the game and, you know, I call him my athletic department kid because you know when I was going through coaching he's been through every athletic department right so you get it you've been around you understand it right you understand it and he's still putting in reps he's still being game ready you know because you got to do what Sherm what's our moniker Sherm we have a lot of them come on you got to stay ready right stay ready okay we stay ready so we don't have to get ready right. I, you know i was gonna i was gonna go with the five c's right. and but, the okay. five c's yeah, is there too right but i mean yeah, yeah. it's a culture and then here's the deal like you know he's learning from the upperclassmen right how gonzaga does business totally different his game was built for the pros from day one Pro, professional and i'm not talking about the three letters everybody think oh you say pro like oh the league I'm talking about professional basketball, bro, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if it's the three letters, great. But it's a lot of dudes making a great living, right? Overseas, millions of dollars, right? Tax-free, yeah. don't have to worry about not being able to blend in and come home and, and make a killing, right? So, you know, his, his game was set for the pro game. So he was set up for this. Like, we didn't, even in AAU, man, we didn't jump right into 17U. Dom, you know, you know, uh, Dream Vision has a Dream Vision way too. Like some dudes skip it, but we didn't. 
you know, we, we went through the process the way that Dream Vision did and, and uh, Clayton Williams and, you know, one of our partners just passed away, you know, um, you know, Briscoe, you know, God rest his soul. Uh, we laid him down a couple of days ago, but, you know, these guys invest into him and, and, um, you know, James Warren and it's a lot of dudes, you know, that we have, you know, even B and Richard and Kenny and like Andre Wallace, like it's dudes like you just, you, Dom's been a star, man. He is star, not in a star position right now. It's it's not even about us right now. It's about winning a championship, right? We understand that, but my job also to make sure he still continue to develop, right? So, you know, that's the deal. And you know, so it's just about opportunity at this point. The work is already putting in, you know, so I don't listen to the fans because there are fanatics for a reason, right? And then when you understand the game and you know the kid and you've been putting in work and you understand the levels and you understand the politics and you understand that it's guys there that's on the draft board, it's guys there that's on wooden watcher lists and, and Bob Cousy lists and all that, right? Program got to do what program got to do too. I'm a, I'm a dean of athletics for a reason. I understand that part of the business. You know, I'm not sucker free here. Hmm. You know, I know things have to happen, right? I know Kisper is our only senior, and he needs to be highly in that draft, and he deserves to be. He's a hell of a shooter, one of the best shooters I've ever seen, you know, in the college game. Not because his percentages, is because his work ethic. You can tell, man. Dudes move different if you've been in the gym and actually touch guys in the gym. And, and that's what I do. You know, we touch guys, right? And you be around other people who touch guys, and you can tell who moves different, right? So it's a lot of studs on that team. It's probably one of the best teams I've seen in a long time. You know, so I'm just hoping that, you know, um, they're able to use, utilize all of Dom's talents, you know, to, to the benefit of the, of the program. Right. You know, so I mean, right. but I think this year, to your point, it hasn't been about, like, coming off the bench. I think the biggest lesson he's learned this year has just been patience. That's the reason why we talk about Chopwood and Kerry Water. Because you're not there because you're not good enough. And still, he may have some moments, right, or need to be counted upon this year, right, to be able to do some things. The great thing about him is is nothing that he can't do on the court. He can dribble. He can pass. He can shoot. You know, he can get downhill. He can do a lot of great things. So this development has only been beneficial for us, like, I mean, the great thing is he's got a great um, sports condition, you know, guy, you know, uh, with TK over there who's putting a lot of great work. You know, Sed Middleton, who's part of our group, has been with Dom, you know, since high school in the sports science piece and everything else. I mean, that's family. So, you know, he's been in the gym with him and everything else. I don't hand him off to too many dudes that, you know, we don't do that. We got a tight camp. But he he's fine. We're just waiting our time right now. Hmm. They they never seen him really go, bro. The world hasn't seen him really go on this national stage as far as college. But dudes who are on the circuit, who understand that ninety forty that ninety four by fifty box, who's hmm. seen us and know his history and the dudes he played with and been around, they know. Like so it's just when they activate him, right? When they activate him. And you know, I'm sure you know, but that's the coach's business. I want to make make sure that the listeners know and you know, like that's their business. 
I'm an off-season business guy, right? So that's their business. My business is when I get them back after the season, right, is continue with the bigger goal for what we need to do, right? And hopefully, you know, this year, even after this run, you know, we'll, we'll go out there and test this draft stock and we'll go see what what they're saying at the next level. We, we kind of got an idea. That's the great thing mm-hmm. of of having your own sports agency and everything else. But we'll go out there and, and, and test some things and, and then put it back together again. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it couldn't be in a better spot, man. I, I couldn't have picked a better school, you know, as far as the Zags. Um, for him, he's a low-key guy anyway. So Spokane, you know, um, it works for him. You know, he's in the yeah, he's in the right spot. Yeah, he's in the best spot he possibly can be, and and I'm thankful for um, Coach Few and Tommy Lloyd and all the coaching staff who's pouring into him, right? So you know how we have the warrior way; he's just pouring into him. They got water to bamboo, right? So that's right. You know, water so but my whole thing is, don't get me wrong. Let me make this clear though. Next year it can't look like this. <laughs> let's make that. Let's make that clear right now. I don't expect next year to look like this year. That's for damn sure. Hmm. Then, then, then that that'll be a problem, right? Well, I think Suggs will probably be in the NBA. Well, you know, it's, it's even about that because my dude can compete too. You know what I'm saying? I, I think you know Joel got a chance to to go. It's a lot of dudes. Kisper can go. Like it's a lot of dudes can go, and I ain't really worrying about that. But at this point, you know, it's only one growth year. For athlete, it, it can't look like this, you know. As far as um, contributing to the team next year, that's just flat out, and nobody's asking for any damn thing to be handled. And if you, you know, uh, the handing over. So if you even believe in that's what I'm saying, you're out of your damn mind, right? Huh. But it can't look like this. The talent's too high. It's too many options. It's it's too many things that we do that impact a game that it damn sure can't look like this. But um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it play out. We went there so we can compete. I mean, we were part of, you know, the Suggs recruitment. We were part of, you know, the recruitment to, to the Zags. We were part of all that. So we don't, we're not afraid of talent, man. I keep telling you, right? A, a flower blooms, right? They don't care about the flower next to it. It just blooms. So, you know, it's nobody insecure. We just want to, we want to pull, complete. At the highest level, that's really what what it's supposed to be all about, anyway. Hmm. So, but this year, you know, and next year too, it's always about team collectively, right? It's just the culture, so we bought into that. But I'm just saying, like, I would be extremely shocked, right? Extremely shocked, right? If you wouldn't see Dominic Harris in a bigger role next year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm I'm sure they got they got they got plans for them. Are, do you have any idea if they're going to make up any of the postponed games that were supposed to happen earlier this you year? You know, I don't have any insider information, ah, but maybe okay. this afternoon I might do. I might for Uh-oh. the next podcast, right? Okay, but, all right. But we, save we, that. we did get four dates. The, these are the last two home games, right? That I'm going to, okay. and then we got two dates behind the home games that they're trying to get games for, but. They to uh, be t- okay. they to be determined. So I yeah. know the twenty fourth and the twenty seventh, they want to get some games going. 
And, okay. and well, I hope it's non-conference. Yeah, it depends on what the other teams yeah. have going on in their schedule. I, I would love to see Baylor right up. now. Yeah, everybody yeah. wants to see that yeah. game. It, that that would have happened in Indy, but you know how Indy was at that time. Yeah, that's true. It uh, difficult time. There's still teams that are canceling games, so right. or postponing games. Yeah. Right. So that would be hey, one versus two. That would be fun. I, hey, look, that's the price of popcorn and some. Sure. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Would, I'm excited. I'd have to fly with you to go see that. Hey, why not? Why not? I think you my. I think we're we're brothers, aren't we? Absolutely, all so, the way. So you consider uh, immediate family, right? <laughs> yeah, because the resemblance is uncanny. Hey. We look so similar too. Hey, it's man, great. I keep telling you, man, ebony and ivory. What's wrong with you, brother? <laughs> so that makes me Paul McCartney, and you get to be Michael Jackson. Absolutely. Nice. All right. Abs- and I'm moonwalk for you. We're gonna get in there. I'm moonwalk. You know what? You better save that for the court. I can't wait to hey, see man, that. I might even bring my my Michael Jackson glove. Don't act like you didn't have no Michael Jackson glove. <laughs> I know you had the jacket too. Uh, you had the jacket and the pants, Sherm. That's fine. I certainly had the album. <laughs> I still hey, I still classic, have that Thriller right? album. Hey, that's a oh, classic. Yeah. Um, it's the best. I think it's one still the one of hey. the most grossing um, yeah, albums ever yeah. in history, and, right? And, yeah, that was one of those game-changer albums, you know, that, like we talk about in sports, it's the same in entertainment. You know, the number one celebrity who has passed away who still makes more money than anybody else is Elvis Presley. But number two, yeah, number two is Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the better performer, though, sure? Well, you know, I don't, uh, I, I, you know, I, I love Michael Jackson. He was my era, but I, I can't say a lot about Elvis because I didn't really know much about his music or I how mean, he performed. Elvis I never saw him was live back in the or day, He just moved his hips and everybody melted back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. He did have a lot of hits though. Yeah. Gotta, gotta put that on him. But you know, uh, Michael Jackson changed entertainment and videos, the way videos were Man, made. He was a performer. So, Entirely, entirely. And I, I was going to go over to the O2 Arena. I was going to get tickets and go watch him perform Listen, live. Listen, that would be crazy, in 50 days. crazy, crazy, man. Uh, yeah, I was already in line for that. Yeah. So I, I, just, I mean, yeah, I saw shocked. some of the back story of that and, and how crazy the choreograph, you know, choreography was going to be. And that was going to be an amazing show, bro. Yeah, this is it. I have the This Is It uh, DVD somewhere. So in this. is that your guilty pleasure in the shower? You be singing Michael jo- uh, Michael uh, Jackson? Not, uh, that is not guilt. Okay. There's no guilt there. Uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> hey, I I big Michael Jackson so fan. What, Always what, have what's been. Your, what's your favorite, Don't hide what's it. What's your favorite joint? What's your favorite song? Oh, of Michael Jackson? Yeah. There's plenty oh, of them, God. so I get it. Yeah. The catalog is extensive. Yeah, that that's hard to say, but somewhere close to the top, if not the top, is has got to be smooth criminal for me. Oh man, and the oh man, and the video, the video is crazy. And I think well, it's uh, crazy. Magic was in that video, right? Or no, Magic Johnson? no, no, that was uh, remember the time. Janet, remember the time. Yeah, Janet, remember was the in time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, damn it, who didn't yeah. he have in the video, man? Come on. Yeah, I, mean, I know. He even, got the Nicholas, bro- he even got the Nicholas brothers in there. And, and Michael yeah, Jordan that- too. Yeah, absolutely. On, yeah, man. yeah. I the mean, king of pop and the king. Yeah, man, it was crazy. Yeah, all right. He man. was. So hey, I, listen. I'm, I'm that not I grew mad up at him. you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But okay. but here's my deal. Here's my deal. Was you with him in the Jackson Five days though? Yes, that is the. Thing. Are you kidding? I me? have a. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I have a sister eight years my senior. Okay. She was huge on the Jackson right. Five. So when she was 13 years old, I was five. And I was listening and watching okay. all the Jackson all Five right. stuff. Look, hey, you certified it. 
right. I have I have uh, Rock and Robin on a forty-five. Oh, not the forty-five. Yes, See, I hey, have a whole collection of forty-five. About the forty-five and the thirty-three and the seventy-eight. True. They don't know That's about true. that. They don't know about that. No, they true. don't. But I have. I've got. A collection of 45s and 33s, and I've got Rock and Robin. And on the other side You've been is ABC. Back on me, man. You know how big I am on on vinyl. I can't believe you. This is the first time really? you ever told me this. Okay, all right. So I you got really, Beatles on you, vinyl. you really be holding back, bro. My dad has Al oh, Jolson on vinyl. That's a hundred years me? old. Are you kidding? I am one hundred percent serious. Kidding me? Listen, we've got a pretty I good will vinyl collection. Not even take that out. Okay, I don't want. No, I, know, I don't want to scratch it. I don't want to. Oh man. I'll yeah, I know, but you know, Jolson stood for a different era. He did a lot of blackface. Yeah. So yeah, I okay. It's I understand. Just, that. Yeah, I understand. So I don't. Yeah, we don't bring that out. Yeah, but, yeah, but it is but, what it is. It's a part of history. Look, we change it, yeah, right? Okay. We get it. Yeah. I'm oh, not yeah. saying that yeah. I won't punch a dude in the face for blackface right now because I would on the spot. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, understand yeah. what's going on. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. promoting violence, but that's just one of those um, GP, just because. Yeah, it is. Just be, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, we're trying General to. Purpose, yeah, right. we're trying to change. Trying to change we're culture. Trying to, you know what? But um, and then the '78s, man, were so heavy back in the day. Yeah, they were. You know how oh thick those things gosh, were. Oh my gosh, they were so. It was heavy. like a dinner plate. See, you didn't even know I had a passion for the vinyl, did you? I I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, you see that's how fast I this. ripped them off. Yeah, yeah, you did. People don't know about that, man. That's true. I got to You know what? I haven't gone through my collection in a while. I got to go through and see. Man, when, so, when you do, man, you have to invite me over so I can listen. All right, absolutely. You got vinyls making a comeback. I might add. Hey, it's, why it's, not, man? It's, they it's, sell it. It's, yeah, online you can get a lot, but it's just hard, man. Yeah. Uh, at one true. point, you know, I thought I was going to be a DJ, so I used to try to get on there and hit the I ones and the I can see you with the headset. I can see you with the headset scratching. Yeah, yeah. Well, next time I'm a, maybe we do that for the pet rally. We bring out the ones and twos and let you oh. go ahead and go ahead and do you drop the rap on them. Okay. All right. You mean we're going to team up? We're going to be on the same team? Why not, man? We okay, can actually do that. Okay. You don't want to be on my – you're on my biggest team now. Yeah, I know, but you just keep giving me grief about that day, about playing and about whipping me. And so now we're going okay, so, to drop, so, okay, we're gonna so, so, drop okay. a rhyme and so, some bars so here, on that so day here's together. The here's the deal. I'm looking forward you, to that so now. I thought you was a gamer. You can't flip a switch? Absolutely. Okay, so you can't Absolutely. flip a switch? Absolutely. Yes, I can. All right, then. So stop tripping, man. Okay? <laughs> okay. My job is to try to get into your mental. Okay? I need every <laughs> advantage possible. You know what? Mental preparedness right. is the key. I and, heard and, that before. And here's the deal. You might just get a DoorDash. You know, I wish we had the sponsorship. <laughs> Work on okay. that beat. But you might get a DoorDash, you know, like Michael got the pizza. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay? All, all right. right. You that's, might get that DoorDash, right? You might get that room service with the pizza. Like Michael got, and all of a sudden, you know, he can't play. He get trouble. He, but, but he yeah. did. Wait, wait, I think he dropped like forty that night. So maybe he yeah, don't get the he pieces. did. Maybe that was you don't quote get the, the flu game. That yeah. was the flu game, and yeah. So maybe oh, you by don't the way, get the piece. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, okay. I'm a pizza guy. I, I don't love need pizza, you to go so hitting good. like I'm five three pointers on me, six three pointers like Steph. All of a sudden, because I gave you some bad pizza. I don't got time <laughs> for that. No, I'm gonna rise above. You'll see. But we'll drop some bars together. Hey, okay. Why not? Why not? All right. Hey, your team. Hey, your team. Know you got bars, man. I don't think they do. Oh, they don't. Unless, oh, I don't know, to, man. We, I, I, you need to put that in your recruiting pitch. 
Okay. Well, you know what? I we do talk music from time to time, but they're more into the guys today, like Post Malone, and you know, right? But, but at least like I can't yeah. believe you even know who Post Malone is. Oh I mean, come I'm on saying, now! I I, I am contemporary as much as I'm old school. Okay. So I I follow new music. So here's I the follow deal. A little so bit here's the challenge. I'm gonna give you an easy one. Then okay. I'm gonna give you an easy one. When we come back on air, right? Yep. I need you to hit some Drake. Okay. I don't care what you pick. Okay. It wow, better be on. Be... It better be fire, and it got to be on rhythm. I don't want it to be okay. all off key. All right? Yeah, I know. You know, the only difficulty is finding the lyrics that are fit to. <laughs> Man, listen. This to, is an adult podcast, and we we don't drop. have little kids. We have young adults. They understand. They hear this at home. Give the people okay. what they I mean, want. I mean, I already looked it up, and you know, straight out of Compton plays on TV Ooh, once a week. So okay. yeah, okay. So so okay. I'm. Yeah, I'm down with that. Okay. I'm straight out of Irvine. Okay, okay? you down with the GTA? You down with the GTA? <laughs> the boys my from Irvine. Irvine, they're always hard. <laughs> Irvine's my set. Okay, okay. You going to pull right. somebody a car knowing nothing I'm, in life but to be legit? I'm bringing it hard. Okay. That's funny. Okay, this is going to be fun. I'm having. This is going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it too, man. I, I, All right, hey. Hey, as you, always, it's been a pleasure, bro. Always a pleasure building greatness with you. Always the warrior way. The warrior way. Thanks, bro. We'll we'll uh, catch you another time. Keep an eye out for the next podcast. Yay, yay. And as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, 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 beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast and please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics and we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast. Forks up. Forks up.